Hi, I'm Grant Wall, and welcome to the Planet Football Podcast, where I go in-depth with the most intriguing people in the world of soccer. In this episode, I'm joined by USA and Columbus crew goalkeeper Zach Steffen. The last time we saw Steffen in a U.S. uniform, he was earning Man of the Match honors in a 1-1 friendly tie at soon-to-be world champion France. Next up this week, Neymar in Brazil. Just a quick reminder, it's a huge help if you subscribe to, rate, and review the podcast. It helps people find us. Onward! Our guest today is Zach Steffen, the 23-year-old USA and Columbus Crew goalkeeper whose U.S. team faces Brazil this Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern on FS1 and Unimas. Zach, thanks for joining me. Of course. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Great to have you with me here. We are at the U.S. Team Hotel in New Jersey. A couple of interesting friendlies coming up here. Tough competition. Uh, Brazil this week, Mexico next Tuesday. Your last game in a U.S. jersey was against the world champion, France, right before the World Cup. Um, 1-1. You're a man of the match. Uh, in a game in France. Now you get Brazil next. (laughs) What's that like to have that opportunity at this point? Oh, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Uh, I mean, it's, it's surreal and, and, uh, hard to, to, to grasp because, when you were when when I was eight years old, I was sitting on the couch watching Tim Howard and um, all the other amazing U.S. goalies uh, do this, and I was I was in all of them. Um, and now that we're that I'm in 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 their position uh, with with these with these friendlies and, and playing these top teams in the world, uh, it's 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 really crazy. So let's go back to that France game. Um, because that was your, I think, third cap mm-hmm. with the U.S., all of them coming this year. Mm-hmm. Um, what, do you, or what do you recall from that game? What's going to always sort of stand out to you about how you experienced that game? Oh, well, the fans over there are unreal. They understand soccer and they, uh, the passion for, for the sport and for their players uh, is, is unparalleled. Um, and that's the atmosphere in in Lyon um when we were playing them was was unreal uh, and it, it it was amazing to see and to witness and of course I had nerves uh going into it uh and after after a couple touches that they settled and um but it was it was honestly a a a moment that I'll I'll never forget so I want to get into your story a little bit because We've known about you, those of us who follow soccer for a little while, um, from your time with U.S. youth national teams to the University of Maryland uh, to going over to Germany and signing with Freiburg to coming back to the U.S. and joining the Columbus crew. But I want to talk about your path. And what? how did you see, if I was interviewing you eight years ago or six years ago, how would you have seen the path? And then how has that differed from what you've actually experienced? That's a good question. Um, honestly, I, when I, eight years ago, I was 
let's do the math. Fifteen. Um, what is that? Sophomore year, high school, something like that. Something yeah. like that. I mean, I I was just trying to enjoy high school and, and enjoy FC Delco at the time. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I would have these national team camps every couple months. Um, and those were always fun. Um, and I didn't really have, obviously I had a goal to play professional soccer, um, but I didn't have a clear path. I would watch the Premier League every weekend um, and watch the the re- review show with my dad every okay. night, every Sunday night. Um, and that was a goal of mine to, to play in the premier league. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, it's still a goal of mine. Um, but I didn't have a path of how to get there. If it was going to be college or if it was, um, actually I take that back. I knew that I wanted to go to college okay. at least for a year. Um, and just to, to get that type of, uh, college experience, uh, away from the family. Um, and, and with, uh, with a group of family, that you uh, go you go in the first day and you're part of a family. It's awesome. Um, and I knew that my parents uh, were really keen on, on me getting um, or at least starting uh, an education. And um, to, to look back on it now is, is crazy. I would have never imagined that I uh, would go to Germany for a year and a half uh, straight from Maryland. Um, I mean, the Philly Union were, they came up when I was in high school and I would go to their games and cheer for mm-hmm. the, cheer for the union and go crazy when they would score uh, and they would play that dupe song. Yeah. Um, so it's crazy to, to look back and, and, um, and to look at my path and to now be playing against Philadelphia union, um, in my hometown. Sometimes it's, it's, it's crazy what life brings you. Um, but I think everything happens for a reason. So, your experience in Germany, how would you describe the whole thing? Oh, I would describe it as life. Uh, there's okay. ups and downs. Um, definitely good days and bad days. And um, I learned a lot on the field and off the field. The training over there was, was spectacular. Uh, it was very detailed. And um, I learned a lot from, from my goalie coaches. Uh, and, um, but off the field was was very tough for me uh not to have a support system over there um and and to be in a smaller city uh um it it was tough at times um but i wouldn't i wouldn't change it for for anything is it something where do you have to learn the language when you go over there to like and did you or or how did how did that process go so yeah, the team was very was very big on me learning the language, and I was learning the language, um, but it was tough um, because all the young players wanted to speak English and learn English, hmm. and that that hurt my German language, um, obviously. <laughs> um, but the coaches all wanted me to learn uh, German, so I can, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I was learning German. Uh, definitely wasn't fluent, um, but I, it's definitely important to to learn the language and to embrace the culture if mm. you're going to go over there. Okay, I, I think sometimes people, maybe fans, think there's only sort of like one way to do it, you know, and, and to get to where you want to go. And there's 
always, even with a guy as talented as Landon Donovan, a sense of, oh, he, you know, he didn't like Germany. He mm-hmm. wanted to come home. Mm-hmm. He had a pretty good career. Yeah. Um, now, everyone's different. Mm-hmm. But it also sounds like, as well as things are going right now in the U.S., you wouldn't mind going to Europe again at some point. Is that an accurate statement? Yeah. Uh, it's definitely, I mean, a goal of mine is to, to go back over to Europe um, mm. and, and to play in uh, a top-tier league. Uh, and I know that this will, this is probably my only chance to go back to Europe whenever it comes. Um, so uh, I, want to, I want to make sure that... Uh, that I'm ready and that uh, everything's in order. Um, whenever that may fall, I have no no idea, and um, that's not really up to me. Um, but I'm just I'm just focusing on my play and, and trying to continue to have fun and learn uh, from my coaches back in Columbus and learn from the coaching staff here uh, with U.S. Soccer. Um, and the future will will bring whatever the future brings. We were talking earlier before we started recording about you're from Coatesville, Pennsylvania, and I used to cover basketball in addition to soccer. I always think of Richard Hamilton. Rip Hamilton's from Coatesville. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> when you go back to those days, what are sort of your origins with the goalkeeper position? <sighs> okay. So I started playing goalie because our coach uh, – needed to throw somebody in goal because our goalie at the time <laughs> at what age wasn't uh what age was this maybe you nine ish maybe around yeah. there um our goalie at the time wasn't doing um too hot in school okay. uh, and his parents weren't very happy about it so they uh kept him home during this tournament and so he didn't show up and so our coach was like all right who wants to who wants to hop in goal and i raised my hand i guess and uh i don't remember um and uh i guess i had a lot of fun with it and they liked me so i kept doing it and here i am what's the name of this guy so every u.s fan can now yeah. send a letter of thanks yeah. to oh what's his name <laughs> um He's a great guy. <laughs> I forget his name. That's we'll, bad on my part. We'll, we'll get it someday. Yes. Um, and you know, I just came out with a book earlier this year where I went position by position talking about the craft of the sport with different people. And Manuel Neuer is my goalkeeper. And it was really fun for me to listen to him talking about some kind of like maybe goalkeepers look at these as rudimentary things but I'd never thought about it before because mm-hmm. I never really played goalkeeper mm-hmm. or anything. And what he said was one of the things was if just as a field player has a favored foot, mm-hmm. right-footed, left-footed, mm-hmm. a goalkeeper has a jumping foot, like a natural, and then one 100%, that is less 100%, natural. 100%. How does that work? Like at what age do you start actually dealing with that? Is it something you still work on or have you jump differently with different feet? I think it just feel it's all about comfortability. Uh, I definitely, because I'm a righty and I kick right and throw right, um, I jump off my left foot. I like to. Okay. Um, I don't know if that's normal or not. Uh, That's what I like to do. (laughs) Okay. Uh, That's what feels normal to me. Um, But I think that's just goes with reps. I mean, being Mm -hmm. a goalkeeper is just reps on reps on reps and that's how you become 
Manuel Nor. Um, and, uh, I guess over the years, I just focus, I, I obviously didn't focus or I would have focused harder to jump off my right foot too. Um, it just came natural to jump off the left foot. Um, so that's, I feel most comfortable, but that's, that's interesting. I've never gotten that question before. Good. I like that. Good. Are there any other aspects of like even what might, you might think are rudimentary things for a goalkeeper that the public might not think about that are actually kind of important other than mistakes uh if we make a mistake it's a goal and for forwards and midfielders make a mistake then they got a couple other uh, yeah. players to back them up um no i mean it's i mean there's definitely some out there that i just can't think of um, right. just because i'm so focused on being a goalkeeper i don't really i used to play field a little bit before i played goalie but i don't remember the day in and day out uh, thoughts of field players um i just know day in and day out thoughts of goalkeepers yes um and that's not always fun um <laughs> but it's 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 what i'm used to yeah what if you were to describe sort of your game uh what is it i like to have a voice and presence and goal i would say i'm very uh very calm um and composed uh for the most part and and um yeah i would say i i, I do well with communicating to to my back line and midfielders and and kind of leading from the back and when i do that i think it 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 eases the guys' nerves um when the team's coming down our throat and and they get a chance in terms of from the time you signed with Columbus a couple of years ago when you know you weren't the starter, then you get the starting job, then you are an MLS all-star, then you're with the senior national team. In that time since you signed with Columbus, in what ways have you become a better goalkeeper? I think I've... It's a good question. I mean, I've gotten better in all areas. Obviously, there's room to grow obviously um no one's perfect uh but i would say i became i've become a better pro in columbus i think pat onstad and and greg uh burhalter have really helped me with that and will trap he's like 35 in a 25 year old body it's crazy um and so i think i've really matured in that way um mm. off the field and on the field um just to lead and to to help other other players who who might need to a little pat on the back to, to get them going again in training. Um, and yeah, I think, I think most of my teammates would, would, um, see me as a leader of the team. And that's, that's really important in, in, in my view of soccer. And, and, uh, I know that Pat and I really wanted to, to work on that for this year. Okay. Obviously there's a ton going on with Columbus. Um, in terms of nobody really knows they're going to team's going to be there next year. Um, if that were to happen, is there an extra importance to trying to really win something with Columbus this season? I mean, yeah, that would be if we were to go and then we were were to win. I mean, that would be a fairy tale ending for Columbus. Um, but at the same time, it is tough to to 
to ignore all the stuff that's going on and to, to stay focused and, and uh, stay motivated with, your, with doing your job because that's not our job to decide if we say or go. Um, so I would say, obviously, if with everything going on, it does motivate us to, to come together more and the fans are more involved. Um, I would say, yeah, the diehard fans for us are more involved and more eager and want it even more. And I would say, yeah, we, we want it even more um, because that would be awesome. How many times have you been out in public in Columbus or at a game and you hear the term, someone yell, save the crew? Yeah. Uh, people walk by me and instead of just saying, hi, how's it going, Zach? Or they just say, they just whisper, save the crew. And I, I like look, <laughs> look back and look like an idiot. I don't know who's like talking to me. It's, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's really all over, all over the city. Um, people who don't even go to our games, haven't been to games in years are bringing it up and, and, um, I, I would say it's very uh, contagious. Yeah. It's very contagious in Columbus. Yeah. Um, we're winding down here. I appreciate you taking the of time. No problem. Um, when you look at this U.S. team right now, um, a lot of young guys. I think the average age is your age, mm-hmm. 23. Mm-hmm. Um, is it a sense of collective right now kind of a special we're building something and this is a a long-term project yeah i would say that's a great way to put it uh i mean there's a lot of uncertainty right now um with the whole organization um and and that's not always easy especially when you're kind of new to the to the team and and you don't know what's going to happen or or really what's going on um so I think that kind of just brings us together as a team even more. And, and we have a lot of young energy um, and you can see it on the field, uh, the way we play and, and the energy that we, we bring out and the passion that we have. And, and even in trainings, it's been, it's been a lot of fun and um, we don't have any egos uh, here. And that's, that's really important as well. Um, and so, so we're grinding to, to make our name for ourselves and, 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 and uh, hopefully never go through what we went through. Yeah. Now, you did get an offer, pretty nice offer, $4 million, pretty widely reported, um, from Bristol City, the crew did, um, in the English second tier. Crew turned it down. What was your perspective on all that? No, it's always, it's, I mean, it's amazing to, to feel wanted and, and to get those types of... Uh, offers um and i do want to go over to europe um and like i said whenever that is uh i have a little i have little say in it um but i think everything happens for a reason and um the fact that that didn't happen is it happened and um and we move on and and I'm in a good place in Columbus with great teammates, great coaches. Um, and I get the opportunity to come with the national team and play amazing games. Um, so uh, I'm happy. So this week you're going to have Neymar and Coutinho potentially staring at you. Firmino. Uh, some pretty good players potentially from Mexico next week doing the same thing. Uh, Colombia next month potentially. Well, they're on the schedule. 
England and Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, is that more like just a thrill or is that like holy smokes from your perspective? From my perspective, I would say it's it's both. I mean, you <laughs> those teams have been the best teams in the world since I've been alive. Uh, I mean, way even before that. Um, and uh, now to have a chance to, to play against the players that I've watched in the Premier League for the, the past years and, and um, to, to step on the same field as them and, and to be competing in the same level as them is, is really crazy. Um, and it's really uh, a testament to hard work and uh, determination and dedication. Last question for now. <laughs> what do you want to achieve in this sport? Oh, that's a very vague question. <laughs> I mean, there's lots that I want to achieve in the sport. I want to I want to win games. I want to win championships. Uh, I want to go to the World Cup. I want to win a World Cup. Um, I want to play in Champions League. Uh, I want to have fun throughout all of that, and I want my family to be a part of that through through the entire path um and when i when i hang up my boots and gloves at the end i want to tell myself that i gave everything to the sport zach stefan thanks for joining me welcome thanks for having me thanks for listening to the planet football podcast i'd like to thank zach stefan as well as everyone at cadence 13 and sports illustrated who supports this podcast Please, if you like the pod, tell your friends, subscribe, like, and review it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It really does help the cause if you do. And check out the 30-minute Planet Football video show hosted by me and Luis Miguel Echegaray on SITV. That's available on SI.TV, Amazon Channels, and Fubo TV. See you next time. Do you know about the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one daily sports podcast network? Locked On has a daily podcast on every NBA and NFL team, plus a growing lineup of college and MLB teams. You get a daily bite-sized podcast giving you the latest on your team from the local experts. Lakers fans, search Locked On Lakers. Cowboys fans, search Locked On Cowboys. Just search Locked On, your favorite team, on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, or tell your smart speaker to play podcast Locked On, your favorite team. Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.